Welcome to uh, day 53 of Shaped by the Word. We come to one of the most consequential chapters in the New Testament. Uh, this is a clear transition between Old Covenant and New Covenant. Uh, the sign of the New Covenant would be, or the sign of renewal or last days would be, when God pours out His Spirit. And uh, this is where He pours out His Spirit. It's on the day of Pentecost, which would have been 50 days after Passover mm-hmm. or after the crucifixion of Christ. Uh, we learned that he has spent uh, 40 days with many convincing proofs in Acts chapter 1, showing himself uh, to them and teaching them about the kingdom of God. They want to know, you know when the kingdom of God will be uh, renewed or restored to Israel. Uh, Jesus tells them how it'll be restored through their witness to the very ends of the earth, beginning right there in Jerusalem. But he says, don't dare try this on your own. Uh, wait till uh, you receive the gift that my Father has promised, the gift of Holy Spirit, till you are you know, clothed with power is the way it's mentioned in, in, in Luke, yeah. baptized with the Spirit is the way it's mentioned in the book of Acts. So we pick up the story in a wonderful place, Acts uh, chapter 2, verse 1. Uh, let me, as we always do, offer this moment in ourselves uh, to the Lord. Father, we thank you for this event. We thank you for how you have given us a gift that restores us, renews us, cleanses us, brings us into your presence, walks us into deeper fellowship with you, and will see us clearly through uh, to the end of time. We thank you for the promise in Matthew that you will be with us to the very end of the age, and you are through your Holy Spirit. Father, as we read this passage, may you take the riches of your word, may you make them known to us, may you continue the work you began in us in Christ Jesus, and we are confident of your ability to complete it in the day that we see him. Mm. It's in your holy name we pray, amen. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all those who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus in Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt in parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. Sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. 
Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for the death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices, my body also will rest in hope, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, you will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life, and you fill me with joy in your presence. Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that Patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we're all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And he received the gift of the Holy Spirit, promises for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved a wonderful account a rich story uh, the symbols and the imagery of course are you know bringing forth you know symbols and imagery you know from the old testament mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting that uh, in both hebrew and in greek the word for spirit can also be translated wind mm-hmm. or breath and so when you hear the mighty wind uh, brings in the image of God and you know, over the face of creation mm-hmm. uh, you know, hovering and bringing about you know his spirit hovering over the face of creation and, and then you see breath of God and you see the spirit of God in, in, in these images and, and of course fire is a is a you know a symbol of you know God in the Old Testament of power and of his presence both to judge and to purify and so these are wonderful symbols that are bringing together you know the story here in the second chapter of Acts. As you guys read this, what are some of the things that uh, leap off the page? Oh, man, there's a lot here. There is a lot Golly. here. Golly. And we have a few minutes. I know. Um, I mean, definitely think, makes me think back initially you know, to Ezekiel, which we talk about a lot, how God that promised that one day where he will give them a spirit, give them a new heart that will allow them to you know, obey his commands and to live out who he's truly desired for his people to, 
to be. And so getting to see kind of that talked about so long ago and you can see kind of the, that event happening now where God is now with his people to empower them to be his people and to be his witnesses in all places. Um, it is really exciting just right. to see that continuity of the scriptures. And, and in Isaiah, the spirit, the giving of the spirit is always with the renewing of the earth. And of course, in Ezekiel, after the promise of the Holy Spirit, you have the valley of dry bones where wind blows over the mm-hmm. the valley and begins to restore those who, who were dead. They come to life, flesh is joined around them in breath, and it comes into their not so beautiful pictures you know, of the Holy Spirit and his renewing mm-hmm. and bringing to life and the power you know, of, of what, he, what he's doing. And I was kind of struck, and you can kind of walk me through this too, because I had a mental picture of the Tower of Babel when, the, when they spoke in different languages and were dispersed, but now they're understanding each other's language and they're coming together. I think that, I don't know what the significance uh, of very, that is. Very but. much a reversal of Babel. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the greatness of sin, you remember when you get into those chapters of Genesis, kind of the habitat that is over those chapters, uh, God saw how great wickedness had grown on the face of the earth and every inclination of their heart was only evil all the time. And in Babel, they created a monument to mm-hmm. themselves to make a name for themselves. And therefore, God confused and cons- you know, and, and, and scattered mm-hmm. uh, the nations. Mm-hmm. Here, he gathers and restores mm-hmm. the nations. So there's a picture of the restorative work of the Holy Spirit in the last days as he brings the nations back together. Mm-hmm. And right after the Tower of you know, Babel in Genesis you know, chapter 11, you have for the first time a listing of the nations or you know, mm-hmm. what is called you know, by scholars in Genesis, the table of the nations. Mm-hmm. And here you have the same thing. Mm-hmm. You have a listing of, of the nations. And, and of course, this is also a promise to uh, God to gather his scattered people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, pour out his spirit on them. So it's a picture of him gathering them from all the places they have been scattered. I will sprinkle you with back to Ezekiel with mm-hmm. clean water and you'll be clean. I'll take out of your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I'll put a new spirit in you. I'll put my spirit in you and move you. Uh, to keep my laws and decrees. So you have a picture of the fulfillment of the, this is strongly yeah. symbolic mm-hmm. of the completion and the continuation of the Old Testament story. So beautiful. And then Peter jumps up and begins to explain. Which I don't know is if great. he jumped up. <laughs> One of your favorite little phrases. Yes, he jumped so up. Yes, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just assume you're very excited when all this is happening. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Well, I, I like it. To, you know, uh, people are going, what in the world does this mean? And there's kind of a nice little work, you know, that Luke, you know, does here. Uh, you know, these are all Galileans, and yet each one of us are hearing him in our own dialectos, not our own language, but di- mm-hmm. dialect. That's we're, wild. We're, we're hearing yeah. them. You know, these are Galileans. They yes. hardly ever get their accent right. Now they're getting our accent right, yeah. uh, which makes you know the miracle. You know, even uh, even even stronger. The Galileans did have kind of a reputation for a stumbling kind of countrified speech, <laughs> and here they are speaking elegantly. You know, to all the nations, uh, which it's makes not the you know, wine. which makes yeah. it, yeah, and it's <laughs> going. Isn't it obvious? Yeah. Yeah. All of us speak perfect dialects we've never learned. Every time we've had yeah, too much wine, absolutely. that's the obvious conclusion. <laughs> right. You know, of, of all of this. Hmm. And I've always liked that. You know, Peter's response. No, it's just uh, it's just not in the morning. 
We'll have wine later. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to some homes later. This is something Bring really some cool. This is something cool that's happening now. Uh, wine comes later. Mm. Well, getting to see, you know, Peter obviously bring in all these passages from the old testament yeah. you know mm-hmm. and then we see when we concluded with luke you know jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures and now it seems peter understands the scriptures and you know he's bringing in all these things spoken up beforehand mm-hmm. pointing them towards jesus and showing the people um that even though it was god's deliberate plan and foreknowledge to send christ that they mm-hmm. are still sinful and still need repentance um and so love that line just at the end of uh the prophet joel verse 21 everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved uh, good fantastic news. uh fantastic it is and of course we have just had uh you know before you, you talks about you know we've just described who is in the upper room uh you know we have 120 believers we have the apostles uh, we have, you know, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and so, and, and other women in mm-hmm. her name. So this is what naturally, you know, comes to Peter's mind as he sees this. He goes to the apostle Joel in the last day. God said, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see vision. Your old men will dream dreams. So there's no gender separation. Sons and daughters receive this gift and will pour forth mm-hmm. in uh, the glory of the Lord. Young men and old men and then even verse 18 even on my slaves should be the word even on those of you who are lowest members of the household uh, even on my uh, Mm. those who have no other name you yourself are going to receive these promises and these blessings and of course that's the gospel Luke started with how the lowly will be exalted Mm. and he's doing that then he says I'll show wonders in heavens above and signs on earth below blood and fire and billows of smoke and as some people see this being fulfilled figuratively in this moment, the earth is shaking. This mm-hmm. is a cataclysmic event. Uh, some see it filled literally in the person of Christ. These things happened, mm-hmm. you know, when uh, you know Jesus was crucified. The sun, mm-hmm. you know, refused to shine. Uh, and then some people see these as you know coming signs of of the final judgment, mm-hmm. which would be the conclusion of that, which should call everyone. And he takes this quotation all the way from the pouring out of the Spirit to would bring us all to the place and that's his message you need to be rescued from this corrupt generation mm-hmm. everyone who calls on the name mm-hmm. of the Lord uh, will be saved I liked that uh, you know I like you know his description too of who Jesus was mm-hmm. Jesus now there's some man accredited you know, by God to you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did among you through him as you yourself know this man was handed over to you by feel the force of this God's deliberate plan and mm-hmm. foreknowledge nothing at all casual uh, very deliberate very purposeful uh, and incredibly redeeming and of course one of our favorite passages and we're going to skip all the way to the I end know. Uh, is the description <laughs> of the early yeah. church mm-hmm. you know what made the early church uh, powerful was you know this is the very first you know sentence they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching mm-hmm. to the fellowship to the breaking of bread and, and to prayer uh, deeply devoted in their worship and of course uh, I, the way it ends is in the Lord was adding to their number yeah. those who were being saved every day giving up their possessions you see the gospel you know at work in an extraordinary way transforming the lives of believers where they care more deeply about who Christ is in each other than they do their own own possessions mm-hmm. uh, what a wonderful portrait of transformation mm-hmm. 
Well, there's so much more we could say, but yeah. Uh, yeah. we need to uh, bring this to a close. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, David, do you mind closing? No, I don't. Let's pray. Oh, Father, what a wonderful passage that reminds us that your plan um, throughout the ages um, was never thwarted and was never um, ruined or anything close, but your plan was perfectly fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for the giving and the pouring of the Holy Spirit, and thank you how he empowers us to be your people. And so, Father, today may we marvel at the beauty of the gospel and and the wonder that we have the Spirit who allows us to live as you desire us to live. And we get to see that beautifully captured there at the end of this passage. And so, Father, may we be your people today. May you increase and renew our our love for you and our love for one another. And so, Father, may you do that great work in our lives and in our hearts. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.